everybody. Welcome to the Valentine's Day. It's the love edition of Hunter's Podcast. I am Mr. Wonderful with me as always. He is my Valentine this week, Zachary Hilton. Will you be mine? Uh, I will be yours in a bloody way. Ooh. Oh, that was a horrible tease, and I, I should be fired from this job, but nobody pays us. So, <laughs> at Hunter's Pod is how you can interact with us on the Twitter. And I did not check the Facebook numbers, but I'm sure we are still only at four likes right now. So, yeah, that's a scary Ooh. thing. That's a that's a that's, that's a scary thing. But we really don't care. Yeah, we're making we're making scary waves, baby. <laughs> That's how we interact on Facebook to three people <laughs> and myself. Uh, with this being Valentine's Day, we thought it would be fun to do a special little holiday edition of the episode, right, Zach? Yes, sir. I'm excited because we're actually going to talk about a wonderful movie uh, in my <laughs> eyes, and I watched it this week. Rewatched it. Um, and I just, I, I have a lot of feelings towards this and it's not even it, like, this is not even a movie that got a sequel. And I, I mean, I get it. It stars one of our favorite actors and I'm just going on and on about it, but we got to talk about my bloody Valentine, uh, 3D, if you want to add on to that. <laughs> yes, or, or the remake, the the 2009 version, when when CW actors were were being picked up by every horror franchise that was being remade, rebooted. Uh, this one did not have Michael Bay associated to it, thank God, which is partly why I think it might be one of the more enjoyable films that came out around this time. Uh, I know... As far as the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, that was garbage. Friday the 13th, I actually circled back around on. Maybe you and me, Zach, will talk about that closer to a Friday the 13th uh, and do a haunted attraction on that and review the uh, remake as well as the original 20. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going <laughs> but, to I'm not going to dive deep into it, but I am going to bring it up during my review. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. That's why because this because all of these films around this time, they it was I can't remember the exact year it began. It might have been 2009 when Michael Bay like scooped up Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you saw Jessica Biel leave 7th Heaven to go do that and then you saw um opposite actually of Jensen. You saw Jared uh, uh Jared leave Supernatural to go do Friday the 13th. You saw these CW stars start popping up in these horror films to launch their acting careers and obviously Jensen who is an American treasure and icon from Supernatural, starred in My Bloody Valentine 3D. Uh, and I got to tell you, I it's enjoyable, but man, is it so stupid. Well, okay, so this is the movie. The movie's about a mine collapsing, and everybody's thinking that Jensen Ackles' character is the reason why everybody's dead, but to come to find out, one of the miners went crazy and killed all the miners with him. And then he comes back and he does a little bit of rampaging and then um, he stopped. And then it fast forwards 10 years later and the original like high school or college looking kids are now the adults who and all, the killer's back coming I, I, after the time. Huh? S- sorry, I got to jump in. Who don't look like they aged? I just had to add that. 10 years later, none of them aged. 
See, I was, I'm going to disagree with you about that. I mean, like they don't do it well. They don't like, don't, don't get it twisted, but you can't say they didn't try. I mean, Jamie <laughs> King's hair was blonde in a like high school preppy, uh, ponytail and there's a point in the movie where she's looking at the picture of her and Jensen who's wearing a hat and like looks young buckish but like then when you look at her all grown up like you could tell she has a very adult hairstyle so yes I, I mean they didn't do a great job but it's almost like I give you I give you kudos for trying to make an effect that didn't work. Oh, you give them kudos. That's all I'm saying. You give them kudos. I go, oh my goodness. What did you, what? (laughs) We're 10 years later. Come on. But on top of that, you are in a B style horror movie. Okay. So this is my, this is my like review of the movie. Okay. It reminded me so much of Friday the 13th part three that I give them credit because in this era, I don't feel horror was getting any kind of good treatment besides being a torture porn. Like torture porn was flying. And yes, the reboots were starting to come out with like the Friday the 13th. Um, Halloween just happened two years previous. And there was a new Halloween coming out later the year this was released. Um, But, and on top of that, they had Jensen Ackles who I was a fan of supernatural at the time. And I was like, Oh cool. He's finally going to get his like movie debut and hopefully, you know, spark a big movie career. But honestly, all the actors in this really do come off as like TV esque actors. Um, but again, that's what I think the charm of the movie is, is that I could watch Friday the 13th part three and then watch this and besides it having a better camera they kind of feel in the same ballpark which that's what I think this movie needed to be you say Michael Bay you know and how he messed up so many franchises and the good parts about this are the fact that it feels like a slasher I would watch this with other slashers now you have to be a fan of that genre to really care about this. And I think there's a good twist at the end. Spoilers. I'd be, I'm going to give you five seconds to stop. If you decide you want to watch this five, four, three, two, one Jensen Ackles is batshit crazy. Yay! And he's actually the one killing everybody. And I think that's a great twist of like, kind of changing the game a little bit about this movie. I, Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to trash this movie as if it's like, oh, this is the biggest, throw it away, never watch it. Uh, and I'm sorry, I cut you off before you finished. Instead of Jensen getting uh, his homecoming that he expected, he ends up being the suspect of a murder, and then Old Flame shows up, believes he's innocent, and then it becomes that back and forth of who did it, who who's actually the person. So welcome back. Yeah, because the they do a whole thing about like the towns going after him. The sheriff could be going yes. after him. It could be Jensen himself. Yeah, it's it's all over there. It could it could be anybody. It does a very good job. Uh, I'll give this film this. Um, it does a very good job of. You're right. The ending the first time around, I felt stupid when I was like, oh, I should have seen that because the clues right. were all correctly there and did align, but it felt like but they threw so many other swerves throughout the course of things that when that reveal comes 
and that line is said, you're like, oh, oh, snap. So I'll give it credit on that. It does do that. You're right. It does play more like a slasher film, unlike the Michael Bay stuff that was just kind of going just kind of throwing everything at you the way like Amityville Horror kind of just was like, we're going to throw everything at you. And it's like, that's too much, too right. much, too much, and too even, much. even like Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween. I mean, like they wanted to give a reason for the killer and it became less a slasher movie and more of a like psychological torture death. Yes. Um. Now to also give my final, like the real star of this film is not only the 3D, because I went to theater to see this, and it was the beginning of 3D, and it was amazing. Um, but not only that, it like the kills in this movie are so gory and like inventive that I think that's what really keeps your attention throughout the movie because like there's so many times that. I, I didn't think they would top it like at the beginning with um the shovel going into the girl's head yeah and then her head kind of sliding down the shovel I was like there's no way you could top that then you you go into uh the the pitchfork or not the pitchfork but the pick going straight into Todd Farmer the writer of the movie's head uh, yeah by the way I don't know if you know that 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 was Todd Farmer I did not Frank the trucker okay yeah, that was the, yeah. The trucker is Todd Farmer, who also wrote and co-starred in Jason X. Oh, and Jason X is to this podcast one of the best Jason movies. Uh, I, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm speaking us. for you. I'm speaking for you there, Zach. But yeah, no, no, I, fight us, it, fight us on it, Jason perfectly it is exactly where that franchise needed to go and is 100 a jason Voorhees film it is great oh it's so batshit crazy <laughs> but um okay that's a cool fact i didn't know todd farmer wrote that and wrote this that could explain why i had fun with my bloody valentine a lot of fun with it right and i don't i and trust me i don't think this is for everyone like i watch this obviously valentine's day is here yeah. i watch this by myself i don't watch this with the wife because this isn't something that she would want to watch but for me i mean it's just 90 minutes of dumb horror that's that's just so stupid and everything fits it fits what I want, what I think of a slasher movie. Like I said, it reminds me of that Friday the 13th part three. And I just opened and didn't realize it. I opened up my Blu-ray box and I have 3d glasses in it and I need to watch this in 3d. I think next year. Oh yeah. Especially on your projector, my friend, that would be a perfect night uh, to yourself. Make some popcorn. Uh, 3D. I, I'll give it that. Okay. Maybe, maybe what hurts it a little bit for me, because, again, I do not hate this film. My re- my review of this film is that this is a very fun, very over-the-top, acted-at moments. But, like, I kind of threw out there, it's CW actors. You expect them to be that. Nobody's breaking out of the CW that hard. Um, right. Nobody came out of this film a star. Actually, no. I was excited to see Tom Atkins because I forgot Tom Atkins was in it. Tom Atkins and is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. 100%. 100%. He, he, he crushes his role as uh, Sheriff Burke or old former Sheriff. Sheriff, old Sheriff Burke by the time the movie really takes its legs in because uh, he's the sheriff that first 
saves the day and 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 gets a uh, uh, Palmer over there and all that stuff and you know you think he gets them uh, right. so they indicate it's a batshit crazy movie but it's a fun little detective film but I think what hurt it is when you watch it at home and you haven't seen it in theaters it's a 3D film like the open yes the, the just just even the My Bloody Valentine open is intended for your 3D audience because as you said this was right in the height of 3D is back you're coming to the movies and you're spending $25 on that ticket for 3D. We're giving you 3D, damn it. Yeah, absolutely. I I really, okay. So again, Supernatural fan, but not only that, you're telling me my man's in a horror movie that's in 3D, I'm in. And to be quite honest, I think the, the 3D in this was glorious. It, I still say it's better than Avatar's 3D, but I'm not <laughs> going to fight that. Um, but that's, to me, this thing just checks so many boxes. Bad acting, bad script, bad, uh, you know, 3D, great kills, uh, shot like an 80s slasher. To me, as a fan of that era, that's what sells this for me. That's I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm not. I'm just saying I enjoy this for being the horror guy that I am. Are you going to really try and tell me that this was better than the Final Destinations 3D, which came out later on this year, same year, 2009? Because I don't uh, know if you saw the Final Destination. Don't quote me. Oh, man. That had some really good 3D, but uh, but honestly, was that the final destination or was that like Final Destination three? That was the final destination, which was okay, the yeah, NASCAR one. Yeah, that was the NASCAR one. Uh, and yeah, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. No, that one was fun, but I can imagine that how much fun the 3D was with that one and how inventive the kills were is kind of how My Bloody Valentine played out. Uh, by seeing that one in theaters because the kills were very not similar they're always different but it felt like the way I was watching it at home I was like man this that would be really cool in 3D and then when you're talking about seeing it in 3D I was like well I did see the Final Destination and it sounds similar to that with the way that it was kind of done so right mm. well like again like everything is just at the beginning where the pick went into the guy's eye yeah. and his eyeball was hanging there for a minute. That was legitimately, it straight up felt like it came out of Friday the 13th part three. Oh yeah. Like that, that's that opening sequence. Like how it stayed there for a minute and it looked kind of corny. Like I love that. And like, it felt like everybody's reaction was just a tad off because they were waiting for whatever special effect to finish up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, it was, it was a good times, but that's our review of the, my bloody Valentine. Obviously yeah. I'm giving it a little bit more praise than, uh, Nick is, but yeah. fairly enough because no. I, I was all about this when it was coming to theater. I find it. I think the biggest sin that this movie had was that it's competition was Friday the 13th that came out the next month on Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, that's funny that they... Yeah, I remember that both Jensen and Jared had competing box offices because they even make... Yeah. They even they even slide in both of them, their references for the Friday the 13th and for My Bloody Valentine into Supernatural. I don't know if you remember that. 
Uh, Negative. The first, no, I yeah, don't. I, I believe it's the first episode that Jensen directs of Supernatural. Uh, it might be the second one, but he's sleeping on the couch in the cabin because they're hiding out, and you hear in the background on the TV, My Bloody Valentine 3D coming to theaters near you, and you hear the commercial playing in the Jensen-directed mm-hmm. episode with Jensen sleeping on the couch watching it. So it's one of those kind That's of meta fantastic. moments of the show that makes Supernatural as fun as that show can be when it's really clicking. But don't don't think that I'm sitting here like really fully trashing it because I did have fun with My Bloody Valentine. And it made me think when watching it as well, this would make a great haunted house, actually, because the set pieces are great. The fact that the opening sequence alone with the hospital, you can walk through that house walking through the hospital. Then you can walk through the cave. You can walk through the township as well because just think running through the grocery store being chased by a guy with a pickaxe. Yeah, no, it's it's so many great set pieces that you can use in it. But I'm going to I'm going to just tell you right now, my first year when I went to Halloween Horror Nights, they had a house that was and I've talked about it before. It was a combination of different movies or whatnot. Right. And um, one of the rooms was My Bloody Valentine. Oh, wow. And the room was the hospital. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you just brought it up. It like, I was like, oh, good job. Good job, Nick. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was creepy. I remember going through it. There was a lot of blood on the wall. There was like that uh, guy that was cut in half. Like that guy was laying there. Uh, And when you're walking through... Uh, like some doors are open and that's where the guy came out like he and he was in full get up he was in the the overalls with the mask and a pick and like just walked from one side to another and it was the creepiest thing that I saw that year um, but I think it kind of deserves its own house and so much so it's the 10 year anniversary of not only the movie but that house uh, having it so come on let's do it my bloody valentine the house well how about my bloody valentine 3d the house because haven't they also experimented before at halloween horror nights with 3d houses if i recall yeah correctly? they they have the only trouble with that is that i don't want the whole house 3d and the reason why i say that is because the 3d that they use is done in like black light and um, those bright colors. So there's really nothing yeah, that nothing you can that movie. do. But, but to like, if I'm just going to spitball, the way I would do it is somehow in the house, act like how, you know how in Poltergeist we went into the light? Oh, yes. And do something similar where we're going into his mind. So maybe like the next door is like, the mask itself and we're walking in the mask and now we're in his mind and there could be colorful versions of them and stuff to simulate the ending sequence where when you finally realize the big reveal at the end how they come face to face yes yeah yeah i I like that i think i think i think if you play the 3d aspect there that's cool i'm into that but i don't think you could do a whole house just because of the colors uh yeah, now, after I said it, I kind of felt like an idiot, and I was like, "Oh, Zach, well, no, don't tear feel me apart like an idiot because you're no, 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 because you're right. Like in that aspect, that is fun, and like maybe maybe they know a different way with blacklight 
instead that you can use it. I think it's a possibility. I think it really would be cooler if you can do the 3D. Oh, by the way, the post-production sound and special effects, Skywalker sound, uh, Lucasfilm, baby. Oh, yeah. So it has, That's it right. It Get that Star Wars. It. Yeah. <laughs> it had a budget. It had a budget. Let me tell you. It, well, clearly, I mean, they got one. They got some of the hottest CW stars at the time. <laughs> I mean, you, you <laughs> spent Atkins, your money man. in the right parts. Yeah, they did. Give it all to Tom Atkins, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I would really like to I want Tom Atkins at the house as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, no, Tom Hackins has to be there, right? Pay, pay him to be at the house as well, please. <laughs> I don't see why not. By the way, and I'd just like to say this, the budget of this movie was $15 million. Worldwide, it made $100 million. Why was there never a sequel? Because there was a perfect setup for a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I was just, right when I read this information, I thought to myself, why isn't this enough money to get a sequel? Because you made your money back like tenfold yeah because you figure 15 million it's probably just the production budget on the things that we know but even if you say five million dollars of advertising as well thrown into that you spend 20 million dollars you made a, a heck of a profit yeah i don't see why we don't have yeah. a sequel to this movie and maybe we will down the line and by the way mm. this movie worldwide made more money than friday the 13th reboot wow that's um yep it yeah, the uh, Friday the 13th Worldwide was $91 million. Wow. So... I'm very, 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 yeah. very shocked by both of those things right now. Well, I think, I mean, like, obviously, in the domestic range, Friday the 13th did better, yeah. but for some reason, maybe the 3D... I mean, obviously, the, the 3D. 3D is what people were coming for yeah. back in the day. Yeah, but, the gimmick, the gimmick yeah. did put butts back in the seats. Oh, yeah, baby. I mean, clearly it made you go see you. You spent money to go see it. I skipped it. Yeah, for a guy that doesn't give a crap about 3D, I was like, I need to go see this 3D movie. Well, that's how I felt about the Final Destination when they were like in 3D. I was like, well, I'm gonna definitely ante up my money to go see that at midnight, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the final one as well, which I believe was in 3D at midnight as well. I believe oh, you're such a fan. Yeah, I'm. Trust me, I'm very excited that they are rebooting, booting that franchise as well. Give it to me, New Line. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, but I'm uh, into that. yeah, no, but I'm. Would, I'm with you yeah. though. On ten years down the road, we need a My Bloody Valentine house. Yeah, I think it. I think it's okay to do it. I think it's. It's nostalgic. It's not, definitely not going to be one of your big ones, but for a place that needs five IPs, this is an easy IP get. I'm not, and don't, I hope you out there listening don't take this one the wrong way. I mean, you gave me trick or treat as a scare zone in a house. You're telling me that My Bloody Valentine isn't going to get more butts into that house or more people to walk through it? Like, you, people are going to walk through the houses, but My Bloody Valentine, I feel like, is a more recognizable movie name especially because that's that supernatural fan base that I think helped boost the revenue of that money as well domestically. But right. come on, that's a more recognized... If I, if I said to just a casual movie fan of horror films, hey, did you hear of this movie, My Bloody Valentine from 2009? Or did you hear of this movie, Trick or Treat? I'm sure people go, oh, I know My Bloody Valentine. 
Well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in the like the world of like it's got to be possible because I pulled up the box office for Trick or Treat. There is no box office now. It was a cult following. So, well, it's because it went to DVD, home video, not theater. So I'm like, okay. And then it was released in 2008. And I'm like, okay, so if you can give me a scare zone and the house comes out 10 years after the movie, I think my bloody Valentine's perfect to come out to. I agree with you. I, I kind of, well, we know that they listen to universal, right? Clearly somebody over there is listening someone has to they have to be so uh well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're booking I, it for I got more thoughts you do I got more thoughts hit me with yeah, them well here's my thing so I feel like every year they have like a big slasher part of it like whether it be Jason Freddie Michael Myers so they have that house that has a slasher like that one character that walks through yeah um and I feel like since Halloween's obviously not going to be one of the houses this year and they can't do Friday the 13th at this point, go for this. It's an easy get. Well, who um, do you happen to know who distributed it? Was it was it what, part of the distributes this movie? Yeah, Lion was King. it part of Lion King? Lion Gate. Lion Gate. Do they even still or are they one of the companies that folded? I feel like Lionsgate could have folded. Um but I can't okay I'll put it this way this is what I'll say I know Lionsgate did Saul and mm. Saul was a house two years ago yeah Lionsgate still exists they still do okay. exist as a, as their own entertainment company I'm trying to quickly trying to see if they're right. licensed to other, you know the way like Blumhouse has the deal with Universal I'm trying to see if they have any of those and it doesn't appear that they do okay yeah it so, looks like they're their own thing because the 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 divisions okay. of them are Lionsgate Films, Lionsgate Premiere, Lionsgate Television, Lionsgate Home Entertainment, and then the subsidiaries right. are Summit Entertainment. So yeah, we see Summit Entertainment all oh, the time. Oh, it's a Summit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do that. Yeah, Summit's releasing uh, John Wick. So, but Stars Incorporated as well. We know that they they've teamed up with Ash Stars versus before. Evil Dead. Exactly. So there's there's our connection. It's the seven. It's the seven degrees of Halloween Horror Nights. There it is. You said it. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say not only do I want this to be a house, I'm going to say it has a good chance to be a house. I think I think I lie more in the I would be more shocked if they announced this as a house. I think it's a great house. I love the idea of this being a house, but I truly would be shocked if they were like, "We're going to give you the slasher house and it's 10 year anniversary my bloody valentine as much as i yeah. think as much as i think that's an ip that draws names and draws recognition and draws eyes i i would be shocked if that's the one on their list i get that and i 100% can understand but i'm living in a world where they're just getting properties that I never thought they would do and what i'm saying is is like killer clowns from outer space trick right. or treat like you're talking about the ones that are cults and I kind of feel like this movie has a cult following and this could be your cult house it could I, I, it's just I get it it's an interesting one because listen I am right like I, I after watching the movie I'm like I want that as a house I really right. want that as a house it's just one of those where it's like mm, it's hard to see the heads at Universal like my bloody valentine 
I mean, you say that, but I just sat here and told you Killer Clowns from Outer yeah, Space. Yeah, but Killer Clowns from Outer Space zone. was just come on. Who? who and who not only that, not only that, I just told you in one room that my bloody Valentine was a part of Halloween Horror Nights already. Well, what else was a part of that house? Because actually, a part of that house, haven't they pulled everything from that house? Phantom of, no, Phantom of the okay. Opera was a part of that house. Um, Army of Darkness was a part of that house. But they eventually Shaun, gave us an ash. Shaun of the Dead was a part of that house. Okay. And My Bloody Valentine was a part of the house. And I can't, I want to say there was one more. I just can't put my finger on it. Okay. Ashy Slashy is the one that I was... Um, that I was thinking of that got the spinoff where eventually they, yeah. cause I know that they wanted an evil dead house. Couldn't get it. Then the army. Well, like, they did evil dead. They did do it. Oh uh, yeah. House. Yeah. You always, you know what I'm talking about? The original. I evil get dead. what you're saying, but you know what? I mean, now we're just jumping thing to thing. I could see evil dead being a house eventually, but we'll talk. We'll, we'll do yeah. that kind of conversation later, but yeah. I just, I just think there's more of a chance after seeing the way they've gone with IPs, the way that uh, Warner Brothers are doing their own scare houses, which is now making it harder for them to get Warner Brother properties. Exactly. So that means like it's not going to be there Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, like the ones that they did kind of like put a lot of stuff in uh, from the 2000 to 2015 like they're not able to use anymore yeah it's 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 crazy times you're 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 convincing me you're convincing me as I'm getting emails from Halloween Horror Nights telling me to book my trip (laughs) they have not stopped (laughs) since they made that announcement they want you they want me they're gonna get me Yes, don't worry. My phone is literally, I just got like four emails. I was like, don't forget, book your trip. Book your trip. Oh, that's funny. Book your trip. Like, stop. I'm trying to listen to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Are your ears burning? Uh, but no. Um, I'm telling you. It, it would, uh, yeah, you're you're kind of swaying me a little bit more to thinking that it could be a possibility. But uh, again, I I don't want to say I it all grow, de- but it yeah, all depends if they're going to have a themed year. Like if they do that, like from eighties to nineties jump, that's the only way I can see it. Like kind of messing with it. Yeah. Cause then we threw out the idea of having the scream house a while back as well. Again, you can listen right. to all of our previous episodes on Podbean, uh, where we dive into a lot of other fun, interesting stuff as well involving Halloween horror nights. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's, if they're going to do a theme this year. I feel like, feel like it's just going to be kind of a free-for-all and 30 will have more of a defined theme to it right right like, like and i don't mean free-for-all like they're just gonna throw it all out there and see what sticks like there'll be set <laughs> themes but it's gonna be it's not gonna be like it's all 80s because of stranger things like we're going full-blown this i feel like they're gonna be like yeah it's it's an icon year or something like that or it's it's well, it's a universal monster year because of our blumhouse deal Right, like, yeah, no, obviously there's going to be some kind of uh, theming towards it because every year, no matter what people think, there is some kind of theme, whether, like you said, it's an icon running the show, it's a theme to the 80s, there is going to be some kind of connective tissue that they're going to do, whether it's 
going to be a, a decade or it's going to be icon. I kind of feel like we could get an icon, but I would rather an icon. I, I would rather an icon, but I feel like we can dive into that one, uh, at another time because I have this weird yeah, feeling. Yeah. I have this feeling about the Blumhouse deal with them, with Universal okay. and the uh and their their horror the revamped, rebooted dark universe that's not a universe. I, I have this weird feeling that that's leading into thirty. Okay. Cause we're gonna okay. we're, we're gonna have Invisible Man at that point. So I have I have this weird feeling that we're gonna see a lot of icon stuff come thirty. Okay. Well, that, that that would be pretty wicked. I would like that. I, I listen. I'm all for icons. I'm actually really would love for them to also really harp in again on like creating their characters the way they did with Jack and 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 all their yeah. Classics. I would I would love the created characters. I yeah. would love Jack. I would love Chance. I would love the. Uh, the director. I would love oh. all those guys to come up. The they. I really do think that's why I said. See, when I said icon, I'm talking HHN icon because okay, they yeah. like to play. They like to play this game of like they put little hints of what's going to come next, and I've been hearing speculation that there's going to be an icon this year that. Oh kind of shows that maybe 30 is going to bring back all the icons. Okay, that would be a cool... I would be down for that this year because... Right. To be honest, I was thinking that 30 would be the welcoming of a new icon to usher in a whole new decade. Right. Along with the Universal Monsters being there. So it would be like a double whammy of what we've created, everything that is our staple of Universal that started this is all here for 30. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel if you're going to bring back all the icons, you do it for 30, but a new icon is able to bring it in. And the icon that I can think of is like and it won't be this, but <laughs> death. I feel Ooh. like death is... Alright, Thanos. Th- yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I just feel like death should be the the character so that 30 were like all in hell. Oh, I thought I thought like you'd be leaving 29 and you just hear a big old snap and then you just oh, turn into dust no. and, and, and no, it's no. all because I of mean, death and then the 30 Reaper, you're coming man. back. Man. Oh, the Reaper and there's our tie-in <laughs> again to Bill and Ted. Oh my gosh, it's all oh, coming you're... together. We just you may be a little street sweeper, but you ain't going to mess with the weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I think I think we just got punch drunk because we just legitimately booked HHN 29 and 30 for them. You're welcome, guys. And boy, did this conversation just go everywhere! <laughs> it just took off everywhere. Uh, yeah, so I, I I think we've nailed this. <laughs> just smash this nail into the piece of wood. I think it broke the piece of wood. Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> so we're both in agreement. My Bloody Valentine should happen as a house this year. But we disagree in the fact that you're a little bit more on the side of you think it's going to more of a possibility. I think it's a long shot, which would be upsetting. But we agree at least that it should be a house. 
Yeah, I think I think that it should be. Will it? We don't know. But I'm I'm of the camp that there's a good chance. But you know, good times. This was yeah. great. This this was a fun episode. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Comment. Uh, go back, listen to our other episodes. They're all there for you to listen to. Oh, and I forgot to mention this earlier on in the show, Zach, but. You could obviously always go back, listen to previous episodes of Haunter's Podcast, but more specifically, if you are a Spotify person or you've been waiting for us to be on the iTunes, you can listen to us there. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. Just give a search. Haunter's Podcast. That is Haunter's Podcast. Uh, You can follow us as well on Twitter. Zach and myself, we love to tweet with you guys. Haunter's Pod, Haunter's P-O-D, Facebook page. It's there. Oh, yeah. It's there, baby. It's there. And the more people that like it, the more we might interact on it, or at least the more I might interact on it with you. Just saying. That's right, because only one of us can. (laughs) Exactly. Somebody had to delete his Facebook like a popular kid. Uh, (laughs) Until next week, Zach, stay scary, my friends. Stay scary.